1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ali McCoy says Rangers have a long way to go before their title challengers. Philip Benkovic believes Celtic can take their recent domestic form into Europe. And Alex McLeish names his latest Scotland squad, which includes a recall for Stephen Fletcher. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Guidi. Yes, Stephen Fletcher, as you say, back in the Scotland squad, um, Gordon, and he adds goals to a squad, goals will be badly needed in the two games um, next week. And on top of that, we're in another big week, European football, Europa League, Celtic at home to Leipzig and Rangers away to Spartak Moscow. Gordon Diel, the big games just keep on coming. Yeah, and we're all looking forward to it, Gordon. Um, interesting, the international squad out today for a double header. Uh, nice to see Michael Devlin in there. Um, I think he's playing very well for Aberdeen. Um, good partnership with McKenna. So it'll be interesting to see if Alec changes the shape of the team. On the domestic, we're looking forward to Thursday night. Celtic Rangers, both in the Europe League, looking for good, positive results. A different lineup for us tonight, Mark Guidi. And I suppose the question is, have you ever watched a fellow pundit prepare for the show by watching <laughs> Coronation Street on catch-up on his iPad? No, no. <laughs> is that a first? Is that a career first for you? It was good. That actually, I've got out of Corey recently. I'm, I'm more interested, but he's, he was getting me. He was getting me hooked. Honestly, back uh, back on it. But no, that was um, that's unique preparation. A low point, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway. On football 01419511025 That's the number you need uh, And if you want to tweet We are at Clyde SSB Get in touch And let us know What's on your mind I think the first order of business tonight Is probably going to be Comments made by uh, Ali McCoy So keen particularly To, to get your opinion on this uh, He is calling on The Rangers board To back Stephen Gerrard In January And says Celtic Are still way ahead Of his old club I mean it's a pretty simple statement Do you agree or disagree? Rangers fans, you've had a good look already I mean, is it is it too early to go for a title challenge this season? Or do you still believe it can be done? 0141-951-1025 McCoyst also says Gerard started life well as Rangers boss um, But believes they do have a long way to go Before they can challenge for that title I really do think he's handled himself very, very well um, It's a tough gig And I, I, I think probably He'll, he'll be appreciating more now, just how a tough gig it will be. You know, obviously with the defeat against the against Aberdeen in, in the semi-final, a game which probably you know, certainly dominated possession of the ball, but clearly struggled in front of goal. And then you come back off it, and then you have a, a home draw. The home form has been excellent. Then you have a, a home draw against, as I say, an informed Kilmarnock, and all of a sudden you're two you're two games away from not a crisis, but people asking questions. That's just that's just the it's just the beast. That is just the the beast of of, of particularly old for him. Conducting himself very well in interviews. I think he knows what he wants. I think he's he's saying the right things, and I, I just hope he gets say uh, again. I hope he gets the opportunity to, if he wants to freshen up a little bit in, in January, I hope he gets the opportunity to do that. I think Celtic's still the, 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 the best squad in the country. Um, I don't think they started particularly well. I think the, um, in re- their recent form has, has been excellent. You know, a very good second half against Hearts at Murrayfield um, and a couple of good results since then. Um, and I still think they're the team for everybody to, to, to chase. But I think. I don't think MD could argue there's definitely been an improvement in Rangers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
but I've always thought, I mean, there was never going to be an overnight improvement where all of a sudden I didn't think you were going to win the league with two or three points. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. And I think that certainly looks to be the case. So I think, you know, if you if you take a step back and have a look at the, the whole situation, I think Rangers have definitely improved. Uh, that was Ali McCoy speaking ahead of Chris Boyd's testimonial, uh, which takes place on the 17th of November at Rugby Park. Uh, Gordon Diel, agree mm. or disagree with what you've heard? Um, I don't disagree with the improve because it couldn't be hard to improve that Rangers side from last year. Um, the manager's brought in 15 of his own players. I watched Celtic last week and I've watched Rangers this season. Rangers are a mile behind Celtic. A country mile And I know that Rangers fans Don't like to hear that Their best chance of silverware Will be the Scottish Cup Whether they can do that or not It just depends on the luck of the draw And on the day But in the league It's not going to be a title race Against Celtic You don't think so? No Not at all Celtic will canter the league Absolutely canter it They're too good They've got too big a squad uh, I know Ali saying, well, look, uh, they may be strengthening, Rangers may be strengthening in January, bring in new players, but with the money that they're losing, they've got to wheel and deal. They've still got a lot of dead wood on their books. So it's going to be a hard job to get them off the wages. I think this is a settling in period for Steven Gerrard this year and Rangers. And as I say, the best way of getting silverware will be the Scottish Cup if they can do it. They've no chance of winning the league. Hmm. Big statement that from Gordon DL. Do you agree or disagree? 0141-951-1025 Mark Weedy uh, Well I did tip Celtic to win the league and, and I think my quote was By a distance at the start of the season Certainly they had a By Celtic standards A shaky start But I think you look at them now uh, I think most definitely The manager has got his, his, his mojo back If you want to call it that Brendan Rodgers um, you know, really looking the part again. His enthusiasm back for the for the job after a difficult period in the the summer for him in the transfer market. But you look at his players, and even you take into account the loss, or the word I like to use, that the heartbeat of the team, Scott Brown. They've they've not missed them, and uh, they've really excelled in the past few weeks. And as I said, I think Celtic certainly by the winter break will be at the top of the league. And in terms of Gordon's comment about Rangers, yeah, they're a distance off it. You know, if you compare players, and I, I say I'm not going to, I don't really want to pick out individuals because that would be unfair. But if you look at it, there's too many guys still at Rangers that aren't going to win your league. There's, if you want to call them at the highest level for winning a championship title, there's too many passengers in the Rangers squad. But for Steven Gerrard, he has had one window, Gordon, and you've got to allow him at least three. So see, by the the end of August next year, Rangers really need to go and make a go of it. But as Gordon says too. They've just recently posted losses in the region of £14 million. I would imagine that certainly in January, the manager's going to have to generate his own funds. Now, that becomes a decision for him. If that interest in um, the likes of Tavernier raises a, not- raises a notch and becomes, you know, like a concrete £6 million offer, £7 million offer, if the, the interest in Morelos becomes a nine, ten, eleven million pounds offer, then the managers get a decision to make in terms of what he can do with that cash. Right, the floor is yours. So one four one nine five one one oh two five. Twitter it's at Clyde SSB. Ian is a Rangers fan in the city centre. What's your take, Ian? Uh, I don't understand what uh, Gordon's talking about saying this early in the season that Rangers can't win the league. They're four points behind. Okay, Celtic are playing really well just now. But it was only a matter of weeks ago that Rangers were playing really well and Celtic weren't. So how can Gordon honestly 
actually come out and say that at this stage in the season. I don't, I don't actually understand it. Well, after watching um, Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, um, I've, uh, it's just an opinion, eh? You've got yours. I think Celtic are miles ahead of anything in the Scottish Premier League. Uh, they've got such strength and depth in their squad. Uh, the talent they've got is very, very good indeed. You look at their goals in the last five games, 23, 24 goals or whatever, and I've been to some of their games, Gordon. They're winning 5-0. For instance, against Hearts at the weekend, 5-0. Hearts were lucky to get out 5-0. That was a good result for them. Dundee, 5. Hearts at uh, Murrayfield, 3. Hibs, I watched them. Terrific game of football. Well done to Hibs. A very open game. Celtic could have scored another 4 or 5 in that. They've just got so much attacking options. Weary and probably is right to be fair though It's interesting what a couple of results can do Because we had, and this is from Celtic fans We had a lot of Celtic fans on the show not too long ago Complaining about a lack of strength and depth But now you're saying that's actually what was well, going well, for Celtic Well I think he's found I, I think what's happened to Celtic is They found a system because of the lost Scott Brown and in Cham So it meant that McGregor went in as a 4-1-4-1 And they just look so attacking And they've got so much talent in the final third They've got guys that can score goals From all You know Positions And that's a great thing And, and Mark touched on it There's still Scott Brown That to come back You look at Rangers Rangers have brought 15 new players in It takes time For that to settle in Stephen Gerrard's already Come out and said After the semi-final If these guys can't hack it I'm going to get new players So That would be a worrying sign For me Mark touched on a great point about Brendan Rodgers. He, 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 he seemed to lose his mojo, as Mark says. So did the Celtic players. Mm -hmm. But in domestic football just now, they found it again. And I think they'll be very difficult to stop. Ian's got his opinion. I've got mine. Gordon. Yes, Ian. What I don't get about what you're saying is, is that you never said this a few weeks ago when Celtic won the... They had the same players. And they weren't playing the way they are just now. Rangers were playing. Rangers were scoring four, three, four, five goals. And you didn't turn around then and say Celtic were a country mile behind Rangers. I've always said that Celtic would win the league and I think they'll win it comfortably. Even with Hearts start. You look at uh, Hearts league leaders going to Celtic Park, camped in 30 yards off their own goal. And even Craig Levine came out and said it. Celtic are too good, they're too strong. Uh, I would, I would, you know, love Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, St Johnston, however it may, Hearts up there, challenging. But over the course and distance, Celtic will be too strong. I know Rangers fans don't like that. The not, best God, thing for Rangers is to try and win the, the Scottish fact, Cup. It's not the fact that, all right, okay, you don't. Sometimes you don't like to hear stuff like that. But to say absolutely no chance in a country mile this early with anything. Absolutely, anything happened. The Rangers have they been playing well? Granted, but generally we're still winning games. They've they've got if they sort of they're away form out, then anything can happen. I I sort of they're stronger. But I don't. I think it's far far too. Ian, do you think Rangers will win the league this season? I think they're in the. I, no, no, no. I just asked. Uh, no, no. I say, well, do you think they'll win the league? Let him answer. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll come back on again when Rangers have one Right, okay. I'll see you in a couple of years. No, no, well, talk to you. Yeah, okay, I'll talk to you in a couple of years. But no, honest to God, I do. I mean, you're judging us, or what? I don't know, the last 
three or four weeks, and you're, you're t- now you're talking a couple of years. Now, if I was on saying that, you'd be saying I was talking nonsense. I was tongue in cheek no. there, Ian. I just think I'm taking I'm taking this season, and this is what we're talking about this season. Forget I was only having a, a, a joke there. Celtic, in my opinion, will win the league and win it comfortably because I think they're how many f- points. Oh, Ian, stop putting my uh, putting no, me in a position. No, I'm just saying comfortably. Well, you can teach. I'm not saying exactly, but Merlin get into double figures. Well, I think I think they'll uh, I think they'll win it by nine plus. Right. I, I, right so, so if I'm wrong, Ian, please next at uh, the end of the season, come on and you have a real go at me. But I can't see it happening, mate. Sorry. Uh, and I'll, I'll make you a deal if I'm wrong. I'll come back on And I'll apologise No problem Ian Thank you okay, I like that Very amicable I'm yeah. just surprised That you're being so forthright In your predictions After the whole Umar Sadiq episode But listen That's what you're here for Well done I'm, I'm happy with that Yeah but that was a One-off game <laughs> well, well, What did you dress on. up as When you went to the concert I, Last I, I week actually my mask And everything on it was Screen brilliant. mask wasn't yeah, it well, I'll tell you what It was the warmest I've ever been <laughs> in my life Sitting in the concert all. Okay. What's the Sadiq thing? Oh, and he said that if he didn't, if if he started in the game against Aberdeen, he was going to dress up and go oh, out to oh, the concert. Okay. So. But Mark, Mark's touched on his opinion at the beginning and come in for a lot of criticism. He said that Hearts would finish second. Are you still sticking by that? No, no, no he, he revised that when Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lafferty left. Kyle Lafferty was, was, oh, right. was so, sold to so, him. So he's allowed to change his mind, but nobody else is. <laughs> Yeah, he got in early enough. I, I, okay. I, I do have a long-standing clause in my deal with Radio Clyde. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I changed my mind at the end of January once. Does turned got, out to be right. I've got a cut-off point, and Mark was within that. So okay, it was that's all right. Uh, 01419511025 That was Ian in Mary. No, that was Ian in the city centre. Let's go along the road to Ian in Mary Hill. Hi, Ian. Hi, yeah. How you doing? First time call panel. What made you call tonight, Ian? Uh, no, I just wanted to reply to Gordon DL's point. Uh, Gordon, um, yeah. you said you, you think that Celtic won by a country mile. Um, now, I tell you, it's not. It's nothing to do with um, you know whether we don't like it or not. As a Rangers fan, it's it's actually just following logic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just you know re- reflect what my colleague said earlier about you know the term of you know when Rangers four or five weeks ago were you know banging in three four goals in a game. Um, and Celtic were actually stuttering away at that point. You didn't come out and say at that point, you know, that Rangers are winning this by a country mile, um, and Celtic aren't going to win the league. Because this season. So the, the, the reason just, I never said it, it's just following logic. It's nothing to do. No, with, no, no, no. Ian, oh, the, I don't like that. The reason I never said that Rangers would win it because they were playing well is because I've never believed that Rangers would win the league. Mm. So, and if you go back to the beginning of the season when we're all asked for who our tips is to win the league. I went with Celtic, and I sh- and 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 after watching I don't them, for that because yeah. they, the form has been good. Uh-huh. But that's before Steven Gerrard came in and brought in a new team, mm-hmm. and they started firing in all cylinders the way a Rangers team should. I think as well. I mean, without trying to put words in Daz's mouth, all I would say is as well, you know, had Rangers. Um, you know, beating Celtic or even looked like beating Celtic at Parkhead in the first old firm game of the season, you could see why people think, oh, do you know what, Rangers might be genuine here, but but even though Celtic weren't playing particularly well, you know, Celtic absolutely strolled that game, even though it was only a one 0 scoreline, they absolutely bossed it from start to finish. No, I take that. I take that point. Yeah, they did. They did uh, boss that game, and you know, it's just, um, you know. One nil's not a big margin, right enough. But you know they did they did win that game, but very very early in the season. Can I just um, say one other point as well? Yeah. Um, Rangers are doing it in Europe, right? So mm-hmm. my point here is that Rangers are only four points behind domestically, but they're also doing it home and away in Europe. 
Yeah, and that's, the, uh, that's great for Scottish package. football. Yeah, great for Scottish football. Yes. So I feel that's the whole package. Um, and, you know, a couple of stuttering games just there now, but, you know, they're starting to win away again. So I, I think it'd be crazy to write them off. Yeah. I mean, you would concede, Gordon, that, you know, four points at this stage is not a lot. I'm, I'm sure you would admit that, yes. Yeah, yeah, that f- fine. I'm not talking about this stage. I'm talking about when it gets to me. It'll be more than four points uh, because Celtic are too strong. Now, Ian touched on a point about Rangers and you. They've, they've been fantastic and it's great for Scottish football and it's great for Rangers. They've been great at home. They've played some really good stuff. Ian was saying that at the beginning of the season when Rangers were firing all cylinders, this is a team that went to Livingston get beat, drew at Motherwell, drew at Aberdeen. Okay, it was down to 10 men. There was talk about their away form. They go to Hamilton and struggled over the line. So they, it wasn't like they were firing in all cylinders home and away. Their home record's been great. They've improved immensely. Steven Gerrard's been brilliant for Rangers and Scottish football. But when it all comes down to it, Celtic are too far ahead just now. Hmm. At Clyde SSB is the Twitter handle you need to get in touch You can also phone 01419511025 We're going to hear from Celtic defender Filip Benkovic And that's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com it's Mark Weedy and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, we've been hearing from Ali McCoist, who said that Rangers you know, still have a way to go before their title challengers. Uh, Gordon DL took it a stage further. Um, and on Twitter at Clyde SSB, the big blue duck, I like his style. He says, Gordon, that he's noting the date and statement. So I think he's planning on uh, coming back and throwing yeah, that sure, one Yeah, and so is Ian, and they're every right to come back if I'm Note wrong. it down. Note yeah, it all down. Uh, Gavin Blaine is on. He says, saying that they've no chances going too far. Celtic are heavy favourites, but it will be closer than the last couple of years. 0141951-1025. Let's hear a bit from Felix Benkovic. He says Celtic are beginning to fire on all cylinders, uh, and he hopes they can continue the form Going into the Europa League on Thursday The on-loan defender says Communication has been key to recent clean sheets And is warning other teams That they can only get better Feeling is uh, very good Because when you played uh, in this team You only feel proud, you know Here are very, uh, very big players And I can learn a lot from them Because they have a lot of experience Everything is very positive It's always good to have clean sheet But like I said on the beginning the most important for me was this team spirit because without that, there is no clean sheet, you know. And uh, when we attack together, we defend together, the score will be like this, you know. Uh, so I'm very happy and proud with this. We talk to each other every training, every game, back four, you know. This is very important because when you speak every day about what we must do, we help each other, it's much easier on the game. Uh, Mark Guidi, what have you made of... The impact that Philip Benkovic is making on the Celtic team at the moment. Yeah, a very positive one, uh, Gordon, and uh, ball accounts. You know, struck up a a, a very good partnership with uh, Dedrick Boyata. Um, so I think for you know for Celtic there was perhaps a wee bit of panic towards the end. They wonder what kind of central defender were they going to get in the Fenny, and um, you know it, it's kind of worked out well in terms of of Benkovic. He's on a loan deal, and there's no doubt that he has improved the. The Celtic team I certainly like the The look of him And uh, as much as Leicester City's player He looks like a guy At 12 million quid um, Considering some of the money It floats about down south I think that's a bargain All day long 
Yeah, got a goal in uh, the weekend against Hearts um, from a corner kick. Um, he settled in well. Um, everybody that supports Celtic has been looking at the that defensive situation. And him and Boyata, whether he stays after January, um, are forming a good partnership, Gordon. And uh, if he can get a couple of goals because of threats at set plays, uh, they're good in there, good defenders. And... Um, I think he's been a good addition and Mark touched on you're looking at a player around about the 12 million mark um, I don't think Celtic will pay that sort of money um, What about this week then Mark because listen I'm sure all Celtic fans who are calling in tonight are feeling great about what they've seen domestically but it was only a couple of weeks ago that we had so much disappointment on these very phone lines after the, the previous European game Away to Leipzig Yeah and I think you know unfortunately for, for Celtic it's become a bit of the the norm um, recently, particularly the disappointment of not getting through the Champions League qualifiers. Although I did say I, I expected that to happen, as I've said before, in terms of Celtic and European, I, I just wish it'd be a wee bit um, more, you know, more aggressive uh, in their defending the European stage. But the thing is, they're still in with a chance, Gordon. I don't expect them to finish in the top two, but they still get a chance, and um, you know, they're, they're probably due a result and at home. If they play the kind of football that they've been playing domestically, they can, you know, really get the Leipzig on the on the back foot, um, and it also depends what kind of team that that Leipzig um, put out too, um, because you know, they do make a few changes ahead of their um, their Bundesliga games. Then I think Celtic have get, have get every chance of getting a, a positive result and getting a victory. Uh, one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Uh, a man is a Celtic fan from Govan Hill. What's on your mind tonight, a man? Hiya, gentlemen. Hey, I just wanted to ask the panel, uh, do you think that if Celtic, like Brendan Ron says, is going to buy more players in January, and the way they're playing just now, I mean, the league's kind of, you know, won already. But uh, what do you think next, with Rangers' finances that, you know, they're kind of losing just all the time, do you honestly think that it's going to, how long will it take the rest of Scottish football to catch up with Celtic? And is it not getting a bit boring now? Is it boring? I don't find I don't find it boring. Um, a man, I'm enjoying Scottish football just now. I think there's a lot to be proud of. Really, some you know, I've got some top managers um, up here. You know, and, and, and other club success stories. You look at Kilmarnock, you look at Hibs, you look at Hearts, even look at St Johnson turning it around as well the past few weeks, and then. You've had the consistency of Celtic Rangers um, finding it again um, under Stephen Gerrard Aberdeen getting another cup final. So Livingston story as well this season. So there's a lot to be to be proud of. Um, how long is it going to take for Rangers to catch it? Celtic? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, I'm saying I mean Celtic do the treble treble again now, and then you know it's just going to carry on. They're just going to break teams apart. I don't mean like boring. I love it. I mean I'm enjoying my best. I'm just saying he's kind of going to go to Scottish football It's just like one team To be fair though man no, no one no one was saying this You know two or three weeks yeah. ago And uh, Listen Celtic may well Go on and win the league by a distance I have no idea I'll leave those predictions up to Gordon Deal But they're not even top of the league yet So I'm not sure it can be considered as boring Or a foregone conclusion yet Can it? No come on be honest You know Celtic are going to run away with the league Of course everybody knows that The way the football I mean you watch Rangers against at Mirren you watched Aberdeen against Kamarna got lucky this and that I mean they're all fighting each other but still are just putting teams by and yeah in the last couple yeah. of games they have been yeah and the next couple of games would be again 
Well, you're obviously very happy with the, the, the product you're seeing. Uh, one thing you can say if you're a Celtic fan, you're expecting goals, especially at Celtic Park. They're scoring goals for fun. Um, I, I'm with Mark here in the sense that I'm enjoying this season. I think it's good. Um, as I said, I thought I, I still I'll stand by it, and I won't be I won't be wrong. Gordon Celtic will win the league. Rangers are a team that you can't bring fifteen new players in, and then look at January as well to strengthen and hope that it's just going to uh, it's all going to work for you. The jigsaw is just going to all fit together. It's a, a rebuilding job for Rangers, and I mm. think that there's Alan McCoist, what the one of the biggest legends at Rangers, and he comes out and he says as well. And as honest as he possibly could, the, Cel- uh, the Rangers won't win the league this season. It's a rebuilding. Their best hope for silverware will be in the Scottish Cup. Celtic are starting to take up the gears now. Uh, you look at two players, probably two of their best players, and Cham and Brown, out just yeah. now, and they're steamrolling hearts who are sitting top of the league. Mm. So, yes, we can all hark back to, well, a couple of months ago... Uh, Celtic weren't playing well. Brendan Rodgers looked like he'd thrown the, the 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 dolls out the pram. You know he was in the huff a little bit. It seems it's all changed now, and some yeah. of the football they're playing is terrific. It's also so you've got to remember that you know as we said, Stephen Gerrard's had one window. He's brought in yeah. fifteen players, and I've never tallied it up, Gordon. But I'd imagine if you if you to take, you know, Kent, Ejaria, Warrell, Goldson, Katic, you'll be lucky if they've got a hundred first team starts. Between them, so they're young guys. So you can't time expect, to learn. Yeah, you, you, you can't. And the fact that you know because they've done so well in Europe by getting through the qualification process, it, it, it kind of hampers them as well a wee bit. If you know what I mean, you know they become um, victims a wee bit of, of having to, to to match the demands of going. You know, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Cup semi-finals, etc. So when you take all that into account, Rangers shouldn't win the league. Celtic mm-hmm. should win it. And what you've got to measure is progress considering where Rangers have been and some of the money that's been spent the past couple of years for it to fall absolutely flat is that if Rangers do finish second this season and they probably should finish second then that is a sign of progress. Mark, you, t- you touch on a great point about the Rangers manager having transfer windows because as a manager in his first job he's brought 15 players in. Those 15 players aren't going to be success. You'll you'll get one, two, three, four, five, maybe that the manager thinks, no, he he can't take me where I want to be. So what he'll do is, and he's got loans, he can put them back, he can bring in fresh players. He's rebuilding the club now. The minute you say Celtic won the league by a canter, which it will, Rangers fans think you're criticising Rangers. You're, we're not. Mm. I think it'd be realistic. That's yeah. I think Stephen Gerrard's been fantastic for Scottish football, excitement, everything about it. But it's a it's a, a, a settling in period and a rebuilding mm-hmm. job for Stephen Gerrard. Brendan Rodgers has been at Celtic for a few years now. Won every trophy going. He's got a top squad. He's got bags of money that he can go in January and, and spend. So it's very hard mm-hmm. to compete with. This is why the period between now and Christmas, Mark, will be so important in terms of, of conclusions we can draw and just so exciting for us to sit back ah. and enjoy. I mean, you'll take December's fixtures... It kicks off with Rangers going two hearts. Uh, I think, you know, hot in the heels of that, Celtic play come Marmot. We know what their record's been like uh, recently against the sides. Uh, mm-hmm. Still in December, Celtic have to go 
uh, to Hibs In fact so the Rangers within, yep. the, within the space of a couple of days So Aberdeen company It's going to well, be magnificent I think. isn't it? it is, I mean I think once You know we've got the, the European fixtures this week Then we've got the, the, the final round of games This weekend Then it's international break But after we come back to international break And the football resumes 23rd, 24th November It is non-stop to the winter break on December 29th I think we're packing in Six, seven league games Gordon um, Three or four midweeks in there too So when the old firm game is, is finished On December 29th at Ibrox, we will have a, a clear picture of, of how it's going to shape up. Uh, some Champions League scores that may surprise you. Liverpool are 2-0 down. Mm. Yeah, so I'll wait Red Star. Red Star Belgrade. Um, yeah, so that's just... A, I won't bore you by going through them all, but just any that might be of interest to you. 01419511025. Uh, Brian's in Tullybody. Hi, Brian. Hey, how do you do? Happy days, guys. How are you? Good, Hi, thanks, Brian. Brian. Right, so here's my point. I wanted to I wanted to touch on something that happened earlier in the season. Celtic were rightly or wrongly castigated for the way that they were playing, the way they were defending, the way that. But I, I, my, my son is a really really bright lad. He does this football manager thing, and he does a thing called an overlay, and it's about statistics and everything. The Celtic actually played. Quite some quite good football. The ball didn't hit the net, which is the name of the game. If you want to win a game, score goals for fun. But you know the the, the rhetoric coming from yourselves. I mean, you, you guys, I would say ninety nine percent of the time are quite fair. But the rhetoric coming from the Scottish media, you know, concerning or oh, Rangers are rampant and Celtic are, are back on it, and uh, I think at the end of the league. Then is going to be exactly the same as it has been the last two seasons because it's statistically, it's not so much money, it's, it's the way that the experience and the players that are there. And I fully understand that Mr. Gerrard's come in and he's bought a whole team and he needs to bed them in. But the Celtic players are actually playing quite similar football, but now the ball is hitting the net. Now the end product is starting to come on. And the same in Europe. We have had a horrendous time in Europe the last few seasons. And there's got to be a formula that's that's got to change from the Scottish football, from the lads that are playing as they are in Scottish football, to how they're going to play in a European game against teams that really are not, you know, like you, you play the, the PSGs, you get humped, I mean, uh, Bayern Munich got humped to them. They spent two hundred and eighty million pound on a on a defence. Now you can't you can't excuse that. But what what you can't excuse, sorry, is teams like Leipzig and teams like uh, Red, uh, Red Bull. Yes, they're spending fifty and sixty million. But is their players that much better than Celtic? I don't think they are. I haven't watched them. It just seems to be speed of thought. Um, you know, comes down to I don't know are they freezing. Because I watched Celtic on Saturday against the league leaders, remember, and I'm with you guys. I think Scottish football is wonderful right now. We have got teams that can throw off a, a real um, north curve and real throw off and, and, and win a game against Kilmarnock. Celtic had more chances, three, four times more chances. They didn't stick the ball in the net. Kilmarnock did 2-1. These things will happen. But over the season, we will... Our, our, our quality will shine through That's the reason why we're winning the league It's nothing to do with the fact that yep. we've got millions and millions of money Because it all seems to be in the bank Well let me it just, just We're a bit short on time Brian Let me put the point you made about Europe to Mark Guidi Mark, is it 
I mean, have the Celtic fans got a right to expect better in Europe this uh, this week? Because of course, we'll, you know, we know this. We know about PSG and Bayern Munich. Yeah. Leipzig are very good, and and so are Salzburg very very good. In fact, yeah. But yeah. they're not PSG and they're they're not Bayern Munich. No, listen, I think Celtic have got to win the the game. You know, make it competitive, and they're at home. So why not win the game? You know, really, should it be beyond Celtic to beat Leipzig at Celtic Park on Thursday night in front of what Gordon fifty odd thousand? Um, with that home support Should it be beyond them? Absolutely not But You know I don't think now that Celtic in Europe That there'll be many Celtic supporters Going in with an expectancy To go and win a game Because of what's happened Particularly in the past four months um, In Europe But that's not to say they, they can turn the tide Get a victory And put themselves Right back in the hunt 01419511025 Hearts and Hibs Could be in a bit of bother After that Edinburgh derby Last week We will explain all After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. Uh, or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. In particular, I'm keen to get your thoughts on the latest Scotland squad. We're going to hear from Alex McLeish just after 7 o'clock. He's named his squad today. There's some. Familiar names in there Just wondering if you're pleased or not And who else you would have called up In the meantime Mark Weedy Let's take a look at just a a Relatively small piece of news Coming out today And that's that both Hearts and Hibs Have been given notices of complaint From the Scottish FA Following uh, the derby at Tyne Castle Now I think we all know That game has been Very much in in the the headlines For the Neil Lennon incident The Bobby Slamal incident This is not strictly why uh, The Notices of complaint have been issued It's for a thing called mass confrontation So this is essentially when um, You know a, a, a sort of A referee makes a decision Or there's a flashpoint And the players uh-huh. are sort of jostling Essentially If three or more players From either side get involved Then it's, it's, it's called a mass confrontation And, right. and the Scottish FA don't like it They don't like to see All players wading in And getting involved So they're facing a hard thing card then? Yes. Who was Camberry Camberry yes, yes. So um, yeah, well, that that that's to be expected if you're sticking to the letter um, of the law. I don't know if there'll be any more uh, repercussions in terms of the incidents that took place. We, we know that there's been um, one arrest made. One thing that I, you know, didn't have a chance to talk about it in depth on Saturday, but that I was really impressed with and want to commend both clubs for Hearts and Hibs was with the speed in which they reacted for Anne Budge and Leanne Dempster to get together the very following morning. And to which I thought was really refreshing as well, Gordon, because we don't see it with Celtic and Rangers often enough. Certainly not in the past few years, you know, for reasons that are that are, that are well known. But for Hearts and Hibs to unite together to condemn, you know, their own mm. supporters and the other supporters for their for their behaviour, and I loved the bit where they actually said, you know, it's not we hope we are hopeful of find we will find we will find the people responsible, and they'll be punished. Um, accordingly obviously there's still one um, to, to to get um, out there but I just I thought it was refreshing for Scottish football to see two big rivals but get together and be united I thought it sent out a great message and a lot of other clubs can learn yeah, from it Yeah I totally agree with you Mark and just on the subject of the SFA can I give a big shout out for Judy Wilson she's been absolutely magnificent for me thank you Judy her ears will be ringing because I was phoning her every day I have no idea what that's about and oh, quite, she's listening, quite honestly she's I don't want to know 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Joe's and Johnson Hi Joe Hi how you doing? Good thanks What's your point tonight? 
It's about Celtic playing on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the performances of the last two games, we're an unchanged team, which is quite rare, and the ten nothing up in aggregate. I would like to see the team go forward the exact same team and just go for glory and just actually try and pin them back, like it normally happens to Celtic in Europe. Treat, the, treat it almost like a domestic game and just have a right good goal because the fans would appreciate it more if they actually had a right good goal and didn't work out because we have to score we have to win if we get any chances of qualifying so I would just like to see the team same team and just go for glory I, th- I think uh, Joe you're right domestically just now their football and the style of football they're playing the speed they're playing it is very very good indeed um, but then when it comes to Europe they just look all over the place they look a different team I, th- I touched on it earlier in the programme I think because of the the injuries to Brown and, and Cham they used to play the 4-2-3-1 formation just now they're playing 4-1-4-1 and I think it gives them so many attacking options and I think Brendan Rodgers will stick to that on Thursday night and I think they, they will go on the front foot whether they're good enough to win I don't know because it's a very difficult game. I mean, the the obvious thing you would say, Mark, is that that is against opposition that you might need to be defensively better against. You know, you might get away with yeah. that and domestically, but this should be a, a step up. Yeah, particularly you know, Celtic do take the game from as, as Joe suggested that he would like to see. Then you know, you, you're susceptible to the to the counter attack. So that's where you need Boyata and, and Benkovic or whoever to be switched on. And if it's McGregor's playing that role, just to offer that bit of protection in the middle of the park, but. You know, again, just to touch on, because it's maybe been overlooked a wee bit at times this season because there's been some disappointing results and maybe Celtic haven't played the flowing football that they played, you know, 18 months or so ago. But I think you look at the way they've had to adapt in different players and, and then you say, Gordon, you know, you're watching Celtic most most weeks, the way they seamlessly change formation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge credit to the manager, to Brendan Rodgers and also to his players. He's also passing on tactical instructions. Boom, and they pick it up. Look at Callum McGregor. I'd love to... And there's not been a great deal of interest of it in terms of it's been made public. But when you look at the progress of him and the number of positions that he plays now, and I'm told he's a real intelligent football, and obviously the way he performs, that goes without saying. But you tell him an instruction once, Gordon, boom, and he takes it on board. What is his market value? You know, when you look at that player that can defend as a deep player, can join in the attack and, and link with centre forward, can, can come in off, off wide, he's been absolutely... Um, terrific a, a real credit to himself Joe having said all that How big a test is it going to be You look at Leipzig's form uh, They've not lost Since they played Salzburg Back in September And they've only lost One other game This entire season I think they've played More than 20 times uh, Borussia Dortmund And Salzburg The only sides That have beaten them This season Yeah it's going to be A massive task But that's also why I think It's at Celtic Park You've got the fans behind you But it's if we don't win, if we, I think even if we draw, we're pretty much out because of the, the head-to-head. We're like, like with Salzburg being nine points already. So you're going to have to go for glory. This is it. Just go for it. Play the way you've been playing and just try and pin them back as opposed to us trying to contain it. I know there's going to be times where you're going to have to contain the team that you're playing because it's European. It's a, it's a higher standard of football. I get that. But at the same time, it's be at home. Let's just go for it and just... We have to win, so we have to win by a few. So I think it's just time that we stepped up and we just played the exact same way that we play as opposed to worrying too much about how they play. And I think that's one of the things that's a downside to Celtic in Europe is we're too worried about the opposition. Let's just play the way we play and just try and impose ourselves on the game. 
Yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers will be looking at that, but it's uh, easier said than done. Yeah, because at the same time, you're coming all, up all, against all the, top quality, Gordon. All the criticism over Brendan Rodgers in the last couple of yeah. years has been that he has been trying to play his own exactly. way, and he's, he doesn't, not he, he's, he's not willing yeah. to stifle other teams. Yeah. But now, now we're saying that that's exactly what they should do. So we're we not. Perhaps contradicting views from a couple of years ago. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you've got to be careful because you're coming up against a team that spent that's my point millions and millions of pounds. In fact, at home leg, I think they left about seven players out. Yeah, that shows you the quality they've got. Um, and most teams that come to Celtic Park domestically will sit in and try and make it very hard. These teams, teams like this, will come and believe we're better. We're better than Celtic. We've showed at home. We're going to go at Celtic. Mm. And all of a sudden, it's different tactically as well. So as easy as to say, right, let's go on the front foot. Brendan Rodgers has been trying that in Europe. It's not working. It's going to be an interesting week, Mark Weedy, because as far as Rangers are concerned, in terms of pre-season expectations about Europe and so on, you, you, you really can't You can't really fault Rangers performances in Europe no. they've, been, they've been brilliant. They've given the fans so much to cheer about in Europe. Um, yeah. So an, another step on that journey on Thursday to see how they handle going over there. Yeah, over to Moscow, but they've certainly showed that they can win games. They are resilient. The draw in um, Spain, of course. Yeah, as well, the draw in Spain they? coming back twice, I think. Yeah, to to get the two-two mm. draw in, in the opening game against a team from La Liga. So you can do nothing but praise Rangers. And I know, obviously, that the last game was a nil-nil draw at home to Spartak, and they were just lacking that little bit um, in the final third um, in terms of creativity and and, and being uh, clinical. But over the piece for Rangers is again. With a young manager, 15 new players, getting through a qualification round, keeping themselves in the hunt in the league and also getting results in Europe. You can do nothing but praise them. But the thing is now, Gordon, for them, halfway stage of top of the section, they've raised the bar. The Rangers fans, I would imagine 80% of them will expect Rangers to qualify from this group. They're in a, a fantastic position, but three really tough games to go. But I will say, if Rangers do come away from Moscow with a point on, on Thursday night, I'd take them all day long to get into the last 32 Yeah, in a very strong position at the moment, Gordon mm-hmm. Still a lot of work to be done, of course, but a strong position Yeah, I agree with Mark If they go over there and they get a point That'd be a fantastic result for them uh, We've touched on how, you know, their form is at Ibrox um, They're just, they look a different team They actually look a different They're the opposite from Celtic for me They actually look a different team in the European scene They look mm. very comfortable in it mm. And as you said, they've got a lot of confidence the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It's time for Beat the Pundit, my word. Big shoes Mark Weedy has to fill if he's trying to take over from Roger Hanna's record on Beat the Pundit, I'll tell you. But if you fancy it tonight, 01419511025, come on here, show off your football knowledge and try and win yourself a signed ball. It's uh, You've got to be quick, you only have until the news at 7 o'clock. If you do want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit, 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weedy and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'd love to hear from you on this latest Scotland squad. A quick look at social media tells you that lots of you. Uh, disagree with some of the choices Some of you might agree as well uh, Stephen Fletcher is back in We've not seen him in a while Let us know what you think Are you happy with it? And if not Who would you have picked instead? 0141 951 1025 That's coming up after this Beat the 
Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time. Mark and Gordon are both standing by. Uh, one of them is going to be up against John from East Kilbride. Fancy your chances tonight, John? Um, yeah, quite like confident, I suppose. Confident. I, um, I only have a phone in when Roger Hanna's not on, so that probably tells you everything. No offence, <laughs> Mark Guido. No offence, well, well, if, if John If John wins. I'll take the same ball back with Tisco Brady tonight and we'll get it delivered. There we are, neighbours, you can drop it oh, off. There we are, yeah. ah, exactly, it's oh, all yeah. there. Right, okay. Uh, heads, it is Mark Weedy, tails, it's Gordon DL. And it's tails. So you're, that's a bit Let of a see. detour for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, could go, you could go via Isco Bride back yeah, tomorrow, yeah. could you not? If yeah, you no, problem. To. Right, okay. no problem. Right, I'll give you some Clyde 2 in your ear so that you don't know what we are saying. And we'll get John's clock up and running. John, 30 seconds, head to head. You can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yes. Championship player of the month, Billy Mackay, plays for which club? Pass. Which Celtic player today confirmed his ACL injury on social media? Arzani. Barry Smith has been appointed manager of which Scottish League One side? Uh, Alba. In what year were Hibs relegated to the championship by Hamilton? 2015. Which team finished runners-up in the 2014 League Cup won by Aberdeen? Rangers. And which Scottish Premiership team does Craig Halkett play for? Pass. Quite tough tonight, John, I must say. Yeah. Uh, let's bring yeah. Gordon DL back, see what he can do. Gordon, are you with us? No. Good, same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Championship Player of the Month, Billy Mackay, plays for which club? Inverness. Which Celtic player today confirmed his ACL injury on social media? Uh, Kowasi. Barry Smith has been appointed as manager of which Scottish League one side which year were Hibs relegated to the championship by Hamilton uh, 13 which team finished runners up in the 2014 League Cup won by Aberdeen Inverness which Scottish Premiership team does Craig Halkett play for Premiership Premiership team I don't know time pass. Up, sorry I can't remember John what do you think about that? I don't think he set the header on fire either, did he? No, I, I think he's picked me right enough. I, I, was, so. uh, I was slightly worse. It wasn't a classic. Mark Weedy's shaking his head. He's not happy. Mark Weedy's not happy with the stand. Brutal. brutal. Was that not end to end stuff? <laughs> oh, it was just it was a midfield right. battle. Just nothing happened. Oh, well, John's right. physical, but he got to dig in. Uh, Championship <laughs> player of the month, Billy McKay, plays for... Ross County. Ross County He used to oh, play for Inverness He used to play for Inverness uh, Which Celtic player today Confirmed his ACL injury On social media It was Daniel Arzani John got it You didn't So 1-0 oh, To John He equalised straight away To be fair Barry Smith has been appointed As manager of which Scottish League One side is breaking So one all After three questions uh, In what year were Hibs Relegated to the Scottish Championship By Hamilton It was 2014 Oh um, which team finished runners up in the 2014 League Cup won by Aberdeen? It was Inverness. Did John get that? moves on to a 2 1. John <laughs> didn't get it. And yeah. hang your head, Craig Halkett plays for Livingston. Oh, so he does! Unbelievable. A 2 1 victory, not oh, a classic. Listen, you've got the, they all count. Don't it's they? an away, away win. Sometimes right. you've got to win ugly, John. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard lines, John. John, close the door. You won't get a chap tonight with a ball. Uh, you come up boy. against it, Aslan. Hard lines, John, in East Kilbride. 2 uh, 1, get it. I can't believe he's winning 2 1 and he's bragging about Obviously, it. Would you look at that, that behaviour? That was poor. That was <laughs> brutal. <laughs> poor. How does Craig Halkett play? I can't honestly say that back. 
Well, uh, pre- premiership, premiership. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, honestly, it was brilliant. I knew, I knew he was going to send for this for the opening question, and so did you. Absolutely, uh, so did you. We knew. And also, his. <laughs> He's also got this ongoing thing where he doesn't really know how to say 2013. The year. He doesn't know how to say that. Yeah, and he just went 13. 13. I was unlucky. It was 2014. But let me tell you, John's <laughs> away with his tail between his legs, isn't he? A victory's a victory. A victory's a victory. Okay. Mushroom will be raging. There, another one in the car. Right. Get your th- uh, your thoughts in, please, on this latest Scotland squad. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Are you happy with it? Yes or no? And if no, who would you have picked? And who would you have had nowhere near the squad? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Um, I feel like I'm a school teacher here. Here's one I prepared earlier well, for I've you got, to. I've got one. A yeah. paper I've, copy I've of the squad. I've done my homework. Um, I, the I don't know. Headlines: A return for Stephen Fletcher. We've not yeah. seen him in there in quite some time. Uh, the only uncapped player in the team would be Michael Devlin Was a late call up to the last squad of course And didn't get any game time so he's still uncapped And other than that Not a great deal of surprise in terms of who is involved As always with these Mark Weedy It's about who's not involved People have always got a suggestion as to who should be involved So let's hear them 01419511025 What do you make of it? What do I make of the squad? The first thing that strikes me um, And it's it's a concern Is a lack of goals in the squad um, Gordon Stephen Fletcher's back in You take him out of it And people say Well don't take him out Because he's in it yeah. But if you exclude him In terms of my point I'm trying to make Five Six Seven goals In the entire squad One mid One goal From our entire midfield Scored by Stuart um, Armstrong I know there's a couple of yeah, New bloods in there But It's concerning for me And the bottom line Is I think Scotland Have got to finish Top of this section mm. You know I, I don't think um, There's an excuse for not finishing top um, of the section and I think it's within their grasp to do it I think they've got the ability to go and get the right results Albania away from home a week on Saturday and then Israel at Hamden a fortnight tonight um, and when you look at that squad yeah they've just they've just got to go and do it yeah absolutely yeah. the thing I like about the squad Gordon is uh, I think it's very difficult because you're missing Naismith and Griffiths they're, they're, that's two big losses and Mark's touching on scoring goals I like the fact that Devlin's in. I thought he was absolutely brilliant against Rangers in the semi-final. Who else would you have picked? Now, people might come on and say, why is Jordan Rhodes, who's been a prolific goal scorer in, in England, why has he been left out? Who else would you put in there? Up front, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the fair question. I can yeah. see a lots of you on, on social media not particularly happy with the recall for Stephen Fletcher. That's fine, but come on, tell us why and tell us who should be in his place. 0141 951 I'm going to try and stay away from reading all the names But you get the gist It's the usual It's, it's Gordon McGregor in, in, in goal John McLaughlin's there as well Oh, do you know what? I'll just read most of them Devlin, McKenna, McGrew, O'Donnell Robertson, Shinny, Tierney The defenders Midfielders Armstrong, Christie, Forrest Fraser, Mackay, Stephen McDonald, McGinn, McGregor uh, Callum Patterson's in there Not seen him in a while uh, And up front Fletcher, McBurney Matt Phillips comes back And Johnny Russell One quick So what is the update in Tom Kearney at Fulham? Well that... Was put to Alex McLeish today And he talks about Him being a talented player I don't think there's an update In terms of where his Allegiance lies If that's the question But he's just been coming back From a, from a long term injury mm-hmm. So that would be I think the main reason That he's not um, In that squad So okay. um, Come on then Give us your thoughts I've heard all the names That you think should be in there Perhaps it's Liam Cooper At Leeds Perhaps it's John Fleck These are just the ones I'm seeing on social media If you've got anything else Tell us 01419511025 We'll hear from Alex McLeish 
right now He says he is feeling the pressure of the job But insists he will show his resilience And believes he can guide Scotland to Nations League success So it was a 23-man squad he announced today For the double header against Israel and Albania And he says he's not thinking about his own future Should they not get the results he wants I learn lessons every, every time we, we don't get the right result even when you do get the right result, but it's it's something that I like to show my resilience. I've been in the game 42 years, and at the high end, high pressure, and the the thing that I'm, I feel I'm pretty good at is bouncing back from a setback. Well, there's always pressure there, but you know you know it's a it's a high um, highly popular game football, as you know that it's the worldwide and being at the top of the tree, then it brings special. You saw Jose Mourinho recently, you know, you know, admitting that even the great Jose Mourinho had, had felt a wee bit of pressure. But it's it's something that you use to empower yourself, make yourself better. And I, I feel I've done that all my career. Is there a sense that maybe these two games could have a bearing on your future as well? That's not something that I would I would want to discuss. And I don't even th- think about that. That's, I'm just concentrating on uh, the players getting the, the right results to take Scotland and inspire the, the Tartan Army again to come in the hordes. Uh, just on Tom Kearney, Mark, I, I, I was wondering if the... I couldn't remember if the Kearney comment was within that clip. Um, it obviously wasn't, so Alex McLeish actually wouldn't really... Be drawn on it today, which perhaps in itself is worrying enough. He talks yeah. about him being easy on the easy on the eye when he's got the ball, and um, but says he doesn't want to to comment too much on it. He talked about players playing regularly. Kearney has come back in the last couple of games, so yeah. Well, it sounds to me as though there's obviously there's uh, there's been a note of interest made by England to the player or to his representatives, and he's obviously wanting to mull it over. What he wouldn't want to do is agree to join up with the Scotland squad and then not play because as soon as he put plays in a competitive fixture that's him you know he's tied to that country um, I do find it disappointing that he's been given an opportunity with Scotland over the past couple of years and then you know if we believe that England have, have fluttered their eyelashes at them and all of a sudden he he could be in the process of ditching Scotland for it I find that extremely disappointing and if we are in a position of strength soon, and by that I mean finishing top of the section, okay, I'm in a position to knock back player, I'd be tempted to tell him to go and take a jump, to be perfectly honest, if he wants to try and get back into the fold. John is a Celtic fan in Coat Bridge. He's got some thoughts on what Alex McLeish should perhaps do in the upcoming games. John? How are you doing, boys? All right? Yeah, good, John. Thanks. Hey, John. Uh, the point being, I, I think the way we, I mean, I've been on here champion, we been in the Celtic team for a wee while, God, as you know. But I think maybe you should try and make room for him next week, know what I mean? Just in the number 10 role, just to see what's happened. But see, see talk, pointing on something here now, uh, sorry, touching on something. Is that a young boy for Kilmarnock, the young boy? Is it, what's his name? The boy that plays up front. Is uh, he not, Brophy, is he Scottish, isn't he? Greg Stewart. Greg Stewart. Is he, is he not in the squad? No, he's not in the squad. No, no. neither of them are. That's, that's, that's shocking, man, honestly. I, 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 that's a player, that boy, you know what I mean? But, eh... Uh, I just want to think, which hints uh, Mark is they should try and get, make room for Christie next week, like playing in the number ten, whatever way they try and play the game. Right, two decent points, Mark. You take the first one then on on Ryan Christie. If we're talking about being in form as in in the last couple of weeks, then you know Christie mm-hmm. certainly is. I wonder how, how much emphasis Alex McLeish will put on that period. Yeah, well, if, if you're talking about him playing in that you know central midfield role, just up one off the strike, a lot does depend on on the formation that Alex decides to play. But who would his competition be? Um, 
McGinn, I mean, he does like uh, Kevin McDonald. Um, Alec McLeish, Stuart Armstrong, kind of plays more um, up one as well. Callum Patterson, isn't he, a, a central midfielder? So yeah, there, there, there's there's a slot there. Um, it, it really depends on the formation, and it's not only just about the personnel that Alex got available to him, John. It's about assessing the opposition, particularly when the first game is away from home. It's in Albania, and what you don't want to do is you don't want to lose it. Um, so you want to try and at least nick a point. Um, over there and then beat Israel um, at Hamden so uh, depending on the formation he might feel there's not the luxury for, for having a, a number 10 or, or maybe well assess Albania and take it from there but to answer a question do I think that Ryan Christie is good enough to go and play for Scotland in the, the double header that's coming up Yes I do uh, Right what about Greg Stewart Gordon It's a point that's backed up By Scott on Twitter mm-hmm. who, who adds some Some stats to that He says Greg Stewart has scored Four goals in eight games Yeah Fletcher has got three From fifteen Would Would Greg Stewart Have been a worthwhile Inclusion at the he, expense he, Of Stephen Fletcher It could have been Because the great shout For everyone is Pick players that are in form mm-hmm. And Greg Stewart's in form Yeah Scored uh, a great goal At Ibrox last yeah, week Yeah uh, But I think Alex Looked at it Alex is an experienced manager um, and he's looked at this these two games and he's looked at Stephen Fletcher and I think he's went for a bit of experience. Mm. He knows what he's going to get with Fletcher uh, but Greg Stewart's never been tested at that level but it would have been nice to have him in there for an option. Does, Alex d- does, the, does the style of the player come into account here where Stephen Fletcher, I am assuming, is in knowing that he can do that that target man if you like up on his own yeah. whereas maybe Greg Stewart is, is not... Greg Stewart plays better just off. He's not a number. Greg Stewart's not a number nine. Mm. He's great coming off a wide area and getting into central, or floating just off in behind a striker. If we're talking about that number ten, or so we need to get it straight. Greg Stewart's not a number nine. He's not a Stephen Pletcher. He's more of a number mm-hmm. ten. Mm-hmm. But he's great coming off the the, the wide area and, and cutting inside. Yeah, but you look at the competition, Alec. Yeah. you know, coming off the areas, you've get as the caller said there, Christie's in, in good form with Celtic, uh, looking to sign a new contract. You get McGregor, who will play. Obviously, you've got Armstrong with his running power, and then you've got Forrest and McGinn in there. So, Alec might have just looked at it and thought, no, it's too important to bring in what you would probably call a rookie. But I wouldn't have been surprised if he was in the list because you can't do any better than he's actually doing just now. It's always really difficult comparing players who play in different leagues, marking at different ages, different stages of their career because you. On the face of it, it's easy for us, and we, we see Greg Stewart and say, you know, he's in form, and Stephen Fletcher's not. But still, I mean, three, and I think Fletcher's got three in the last month or so, which by mm-hmm. his standards recently is is, yeah. is all right. Um, other people may say, well, he's performing in a league where Greg Stewart went to previously and and couldn't quite make the grade in that league. So it, yeah. you can make a case for both. Yeah, you can, but I, I think the, the 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 main thing for me is I don't think it's fair to compare like with like because they're two different positions. Yeah, if they're two number, listen, if you want to talk about. Jordan Jones not being in it eh, Sorry no Jordan Jones <laughs> um, Jordan, Jordan Rhodes not being in it Instead of Stephen Fletcher then, then fine I think we can have that debate Because in the same position mm-hmm. If you want to say Well why is Ryan Christie In ahead of Greg Stewart Or Gary Mackay Stephen In ahead of Greg Stewart Then I think mm-hmm. that's a, a legitimate debate We can speak about that Big Jeff is on Twitter as well He says Why no David Bates He's nicknamed the Ginger Ramos At Hamburg <laughs> I know he's in the under 21s But he should be promoted To the full squad I think, I think that the centre backs Look alright If he can get the right Formation does he go with What the, is the right formation does? I, 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 Without just, taking opposition into account Just let's say you have to pick A Scotland team And, and the one question that, we, that always comes up 
What do you do with the Robertson? Um, I know it's a big question mark. Uh, um, Tierney. Tierney conundrum. What do you do only, with that? The only way he gets away with it is when he goes with a back three. It allows Tierney to play left centre back and allows Robertson to go down the left hand side. But he's brought in, and I, I, I've been impressed with him this season, uh, Devlin. And will he look at the partnership of the guy he plays week in, week out with now, McKenna, mm. who will probably start? But then he always goes back to, I think, Charlie McGrew, who's got great experience, never really let us down, mm-hmm. great at set plays, good talker, good organise, organiser as well, Mark. I think he's got a little problem there in, in the defenders. Does he go with a four or does he go with a three? If he goes with a four, how does he fit Tierney uh-huh. and Robertson? Because they two, no matter what the argument is, yeah. they two have got to play. On Twitter at Clyde SSB, John Belton says, Totally agree with Mark. Scotland should ask Tierney straight out what the script is. We require an answer now. If the answer is no, tell him to bolt. He says, Dealing with things. Right, it's time for. And I'm worried about you two on this. I'll be a good glass of a half. Win VIP tickets for Star Sixes. SSE Hydro, 4th to 6th of January. Yes, it's time for Star Sixes. Read my lips. Gordon DL has got his head in his hands. This is the chance for you to come on here and win yourself up to six VIP tickets to go along to the Star Sixes at the SSE Hydro in January. Some of the world's greatest players reuniting under one roof for a fantastic couple of days of football. The competition is bizarre, it is daft, but it can be quite entertaining. It's called Star Sixes Read My Lips, 01419511025, and it's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Guidi and Gordon DL are here on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and they are terrified. They are genuinely terrified about this. Now, there's no teaser this week because I don't want it to be competition overload. We're giving you the chance to win tickets to the Star Sixes instead. So, But we still want your questions in for next week. So full time at Clyde1.com. We're going to play... A very interesting game indeed I've never seen Gordon Deal so worried In uh, all the I'm years on this the, show The sweat's lashing He is absolutely <laughs> terrified He genuinely oh, He genuinely is terrified Right Let's do it shall we Oh my god Win VIP tickets for Star Sixes SSE Hydro 4th to 6th of January Right this should be a cracking event SSE Hydro early in January The Star Sixes is on Basically some of the world's greatest players Reuniting under one roof for a couple of days of fantastic football Scotland have got a team in there The likes of Barry Ferguson Simon Donnelly uh, Involved with Scotland England Are bringing a team Michael Owen Playing for England Robert Pires leading the rest of the world team So a lot to look forward to Now we've got a contestant on tonight Who's going to play Star Six's Read My Lips uh, And that contestant tonight Is Ford from Pollock Did you listen to this last night Ford? Yeah, I did, yeah. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was. Let's see if we can make it slightly less ridiculous tonight. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to pick either Mark Guidi or Gordon DL to play for you. And the other one, I'm taking a back seat, the other one is going to try and read their lips as they mime some famous football names. They're going to have some music in their ears so they can't hear it. Now, Ford, I don't mean to tell you what to do, but you're going to have to choose... I would choose Mark Guidi to do the miming if I were you But listen, nothing to do with me Who would you like? I was going to be Roger Hanna But Mark will be as well then, yeah <laughs> Mark will do, there we go Because oh, no. Gordon, I, I have no faith oh, in you no. being able to pull it's this you, off You keep the headphones on and I'll, I'll keep right. sure Right, get the headphones on Come on, Gordon Mark DL, And I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 in your ear so that you Oh can't no, I can't hear, hear anything That's the whole point, okay, that's good uh, Right, Mark Guidi 
Your time starts No. Murdo McLeod. Murdo McLeod. Oh, fantastic, on you. Boom. Bobby Moore. <laughs> Bobby Moore. Oh, but you two are fantastic at this. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. What is going on? He's a leading genius. Bertie Box. Betty Ford. Oh, that's it. Game over. <laughs> that's Betty it. Ford. He's done. You've won all four. Game right. over. That's it. Oh, that's He's it. done it. He's nailed it. I cannot believe it. We have finally found Gordon Dale's talent that, in life. How many? Hold on. I need to give you. Bring well, you don't back. Take me to Clyde. Right, can you hear me now? Yeah. How, who was your last one? Bertie Volk. You, you got it. You said Bertie Volk. Did he? All right. He's not getting anyway. it. I thought he said Bertie Volk. No, we'll get it. He said. He said Bertie Volk. Well, to be fair, yeah, I will give yeah. him it. You've got to give him it. You've got to give him. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. yeah. We'll give you yeah, it. Right. Yeah, okay. It was him. close enough. Ford Gordon Dl is um, somehow a fantastic lip reader. You already had two tickets to the Star Sixes for coming on, and he's just won you another four. Six of you off to see the Star Sixes. That's brilliant. Happy Ford, with that? Ford. Ford. Sorry. Eh? Thank you, Dazzler. No. <laughs> I think he wants an invite. That's what that's oh, what he was really angry yeah. for. It's fine, no, I don't play any part in it. It's alright. Uh, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> Ford, enjoy yourself. You and well five done, Ford, enjoy family, it. family members out. or pals, enjoy yourself, alright? Brilliant, cheers, guys. Good man. By the way, what a team you two are. Hold on a minute. I don't have to get through that with the mushroom on Thursday, do I? Yes, you do. Because we're playing again tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. You'll have your chance. That was good, by the way. Last good night, fun. I was Alfredo Morelos and Hugh Keevens was all over the shop. He was saying Malumbu, Eduard, he was Penny nowhere near. Lot, oh, man, I am absolutely sweating. Aye. You were really yeah. nervous. You were into it. You could tell you were into it. You were enthusiastic. Yeah. You could tell you. I am very impressed at you two. What a team. Fantastic right. Beautiful So there There we go It is indeed uh, Token Do you know what And I knew this would happen To be fair Token Jester wants a steward's inquiry Because you were so good at it But I, I was here No no it's time. Legit. He had Clyde 2 in his ear He's just <laughs> can, I, can I tell you I'll let you in on a secret Not with the same names Because that would be cheating But they were actually Practising at the break They were going Right you see a footballer And then see if we can figure it out They actually rehearsed it uh, and, the we did, and by the way We didn't get one right yeah, no, we did get one right. So there we go. Same time tomorrow if uh, that is your type of thing. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. He really is. He's chuffed bits. <laughs> right, let's get back to football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter. It's at Clyde SSB. Um, as usual on squad announcement day, Mark Guidi. Lots of names about guys who perhaps should be there. Uh, Daniel Gill, or Jill, my apologies if I've got that wrong. Talks about Barry Douglas being class uh, and Liam Cooper. As well now The Barry Douglas one is, As good as he is Is fairly obvious mm-hmm. We've got Andy Robertson And Kieran Tierney yeah. We're struggling to fit two in <laughs> Adding a third to the mix Is perhaps uh, over the top Liam Cooper I think he's the captain Of a lead side At the top end of the championship Yeah Been in the squads before is that a fair shout? Yeah I mean you can understand Why people throw his name forward But you know Between Alec McLeish And his, his scouting staff And his backroom staff I take it they've, they've, they've done all the necessary uh, assessments required on Liam Cooper and in this particular occasion they've decided that the central defenders that are in place you know M- M- Mulgrews and, and McKenna's are, are stick-ons you've decided to go with, with Mikey Devlin this time again you know a lot of it's about you pick squads also knowing what's facing you in terms of the opposition you're going to come up against so you do all your homework they're very thorough and the bottom line is you've got to trust Alec McLeish's judgement at this moment in time because he will, he's not picking it because he doesn't like Liam Cooper he clearly thinks that there are better options at this stage 
Because if it doesn't work out for exactly. him He's potentially losing his job and That is the thing about this Nations League Gordon DL It was always going to be a great opportunity For us to, to qualify through mm-hmm. a different route And it still is But it was also always going to Intensify the pressure on Alex McLeish You know this is not a, a conventional um, Qualification campaign Which is perhaps a bit longer By You know in a week and a half's time We will know if we've topped mm-hmm. this group or not And yeah. It's not too much of a stretch I don't think to say that Whether we do or don't Will determine whether or not Alex McLeish remains Scotland manager Yeah but you hear Alec in his interview He knows that Gordon He's mm-hmm. he's ad- admitting I'm under pressure here He knows he has to get it right So he's got every opportunity He's named a squad that he believes Is good enough to go and get two results mm-hmm. And his job depends on it Let's Let's be frank about that Let's be honest His job depends on it So it's up to Alec an experienced manager that's been through it before, go and get the results that will keep you as a Scotland manager. It's as simple. Everybody will have different options. Liam Cooper is a very good player. Very good player. You're right about Barry Douglas. We can hardly fit the two probably best young players in the country in. Um, But, and obviously, Andy Robertson playing down in Liverpool before MDCs. Um, But it struggles to get them in the team. So Barry Douglas is a no-no. So he's looked at it and he's went for experience with Stephen Fletcher. He knows Stephen Fletcher, knows what he can give him, different options, he's gone with him. I'll I'll be I'll be very surprised if he doesn't start. Uh, and John, John Fletcher. Yeah. 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 John Fleck is is another name I keep seeing doing very well in the championship with Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Um perhaps Mark Weedy, this just sums up the, the general feeling though, t- towards where Scotland are. Because I'm seeing some tweets and I don't mean to pick on the meal, it's just the one that's in front of me. It's a list of players that he sort of feels should should be in the squad now. McTominay is one of them. McTominay's yeah. been in the squad previously That's and right, isn't. Yeah. The, the problem is on the previous occasion, Scott McTominay's been named in the squad. We've been inundated with people saying he's barely getting any game time and he shouldn't just be in the squad because he's a Man United player. Yeah. But now that he's not there, we're saying he's better. You know, it's all there is. A, there is an element of no win about naming the Scotland squad Scotland at the moment. Got, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, McTominay, and I think you know, I can remember being in this program. Uh, when Alex took over, you know, nine, ten months ago, when he's naming his first couple of squads, and McTominay's in there because you know he's getting a game, and uh, you know Mourinho was 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 lavishing uh, praise on him, and we were building the boy up, you know, mm-hmm. to be Paul Pogba, to be Paul Scott. And he said, you know what, we are our own worst enemy. We're very guilty in the media and Scotland supporters of building people. He said, you want you need to take a step back. This boy's got like six first team games under his belt, Max. I know there's some talk about this boy's going to get us to, to the Euros. So there needs to be an element of caution. It was the same two years ago um, with the uh, the boy Knox Forest. His name is Kate Oliver Buck. Oliver Buck. Oliver Buck. Two years ago, everybody in the country, media, supporters, everybody else, he's, he's Gareth Bale. He's our answer to Gareth Bale and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. Again, the boy had like 21st team games under his belt and Gordon Strachan tried to rein it in. But it didn't get out of control because as soon as this country goes, we've been starved of success. We've not been to a major tournament for over 20 years. As soon as we see a wee glimmer or something, you know, oh, here's a boy playing for Manchester United that, that, that's Scottish, or here's a boy that's gone for 12 or 14 million quid. We think that they're going to be world beaters and they're going to change the country's fortunes overnight. It doesn't work that way. So we, as a nation, need to be a wee bit more responsible in our expectation levels and the pressure that we, we place on young footballers' shoulders. It just feels like the... The reasons for the criticism are shifting 
Gordon And that, mm. that again That's probably just down to results Because remember Towards the tail end Of Gordon Strachan's time What was the stick That was constantly used To beat him with It was We shouldn't just be picking players Because they're playing in England mm. You know We're ignoring too many players That are playing at a good level In Scotland And, and are performing well Mikey Devlin gets a call up mm. And all of a sudden People are saying Yeah but why are we not Why are we not playing Liam Cooper? Cooper So it feels like There's an air of contradiction in the, yeah, over the last every, couple of years Everybody will have their opinion on that I think that uh, Try and pick the players That are in form uh, Devlin I think Is having a, a Very good mm-hmm. season that, that's, that's and, so is, and so is Liam Cooper You've got to say But Alec will have something In his mind Of how he's going to Approach these two games Whether it's tactical Whether it's You know What sort of a way Do they want to play from the back Will they play the two Defenders together That play week in week out And know each other's game so Alec will have a game plan somewhere And I think that's why he's picked the squad he's mm. picked um, Bill is in Jordan Hill He wants to talk about He's got a defender on his mind I don't think this one's el- eligible for a call up Well Bill what's your point on Dedrick Boyata? No, no I'm just checking um, <coughs> do, Does Gordon think that Celtic will hold on to Derek Boyata in January? Uh, and is he likely If they're not able to hold on to him Is he likely to move to Manchester City? <laughs> You need to be a top player to play with City, uh, Bill. Yeah, uh, first and foremost. That's where he came from. Yeah, I know, but uh, well, uh, I think Brendan Rodgers will try everything in his powers to hold on to to Boyata. Uh, he's forming a good partnership there, uh, Benkovic. So it's looking good, and uh, I think that um, he'll try and hold on to him. Whether Boyata wants to stay. Is a different matter because we all know that in the in the summer there mm. he was desperate to get away. Yeah. It's it like bottom bottom business yeah. against football. This yeah. is well, look, bottom line is I know for sure Boyata's agent has been active in getting his player options for January. Now it comes down to two things. Well, there's three things that can happen. He signs a new contract with Celtic, which I think is number three in the list. Number two is is that he is sold uh, in January. Or number one is he signs a pre-contract and then goes in a in a Bosman. Um, in May So I, who who wants that To be the first choice Him I think or the, the, the likelihood I think the likelihood Is okay. that he As I say His agent And that's his agent's job You know You can't criticise his agent For getting his player Options um, I think the, the positive thing is Compared to, to two months ago Is the player Has got his head together And is focused on doing a job For Celtic Because A He knows that They're his employers And he owes it to them And B The better he plays The better options he'll have In a couple of months time So yeah, a lot could depend on where Celtic are in the league But let's say for example As you say Gordon Football against business Let's say for example Celtic are, are five or six points clear Young Adger's fit Benkovic You know Leicester don't use the release clause in his deal If there is one in January So they've got him for the season um, And Simonovic is looking okay Then I think Celtic for example If a club said to Celtic We are signing by Yatta in May anyway But if you give us them now mm-hmm. We'll give you Four or five million quid I, I think Celtic Would be very tempted To sell and rightly so Bill what's your own view On it then Would it would it not be worthwhile Trying to get a bit of money For him in January Or happy to let him go For nothing no, in the summer I think Celtic Would be weakened Considerably You know okay If he's going to go And get four or five million Where are you going to go And get another player Like him for four or five million But if you've got a, my, my point would be Bill If they retain The other central defenders And they're fitting Providing Benkovic is there for the season Ayer's not got a long term injury Simonovic is, is, is looking the part and, and found some sort of river. I think I'm saying domestically I think Celtic could afford to let Boyata go The ideal scenario is that he stays mm-hmm. But you've got to remember If he's got options And he's thinking Okay I'm off the top of my head Let's say 
I'm signing for Roma or I'm signing for Newcastle United, whatever it is. So it won't be and Man I'll, City, like Bill asks. No, you can't. No, I'm, I'm down there tomorrow night. I'm in the Gordon Dale Lounge. I'm going down yeah, there. Say hello tomorrow night. Everybody for me, I'll say you? hello to Yaya. Sergio. I, um, so let's say he's going to earn 60 grand a week elsewhere. He's tripling his, his, his money. You, you've got to remember when they do that, their eyes not quite in the ball in their current team because I've got three or four months to. Do something that doesn't avoid jeopardising their contracts As much as you sign a pre-contract There's always a clause in it If you pick up an injury or something Then the, the club can withdraw the deal So Listen It's all ifs and buts now You need to only wait up As soon as you know what's in black and white What's concrete Come January But I think He will Be sold by Celtic in January That's yeah, what I, I think I, I agree Mark If he's not got to sign a long-term contract With Celtic in January And you've you've touched on some great reasons why uh, you've got to cash in Get the money for them And move them on There is still time for you To get your thoughts in On any of tonight's talking points Whether it is that Scotland squad We'd love to hear from you on that Or any of the earlier points 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weed and Gordon DL Are here If you were listening And you heard the Star Sixes Read my lips It was pretty clear Wasn't it That the, the idea Of the competition Was quite clear Mark <laughs> Weedy Was going to say the names But Gordon DL Had loud music in his ear So the only thing He could do Was going to be To lip read And try and guess The answers Which he did But he's only just Revealed at the break That he actually thought Mark was miming <laughs> it He didn't realise Mark was saying it Which needless to say For you listening at home uh, but no. <laughs> Really wouldn't have Worked very well on radio Had Mark Give us a been, clue uh, been, uh, been miming it So that, that's what I'm up against Trying to deal Lionel with Lionel Blair and the stubs I've also <laughs> I've got a theory What? By the way uh-huh. And I've only based this On two nights Last night Hugh Evans was hopeless uh-huh. Tonight you two were brilliant At communicating with loud music in your ear That's right. because you two have spent far too much time In nightclubs And Hugh Keevans <laughs> does not Do you think that's Is that's, that a fair assessment? That's a fair yeah, point yeah. Yeah. Listen that's got to be taken into account yeah. Right still time to get in touch 01419511025 um, the, the previous caller was actually talking about Dedrick Boyata wasn't he? And um, Yeah Bill Yeah 18CGW is on Says Boyata's going to be Company's replacement for Belgium And I guarantee Boyata could play Top 5 English Premier League If he chooses to A couple of thoughts coming in About the Scotland squad as well Dino Velvet says Ryan Christie for Scotland On what basis? A couple of good weeks work Someone is having a laugh Surely He says uh, Add your opinions to those 0141-951-1025 Stevens and Paisley Hi Stephen Hi panel. Um, my point is uh, the first point is sorry. Uh, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, even maybe, uh, I phoned uh, after the Kilmarnock game. I obviously wasn't very happy with the way things were going mm-hmm. with the team and uh, the transfer window and whatnot. And I listened to later on in the program, and I was listening to Hugh Evans. I know he's not on the night; he's on the Monday. But he was saying about uh, how there was a five-point swing from the Celtic Rangers game to the Celtic Kilmarnock game, and he was right. But then, now there's been a six-point swing, but I don't hear him talking about the six-point swing. The Celtic now have hit top for him. And I've actually, the last few weeks, from the St. Johnson Cup game onwards, Celtic have been a joy to watch again, and it's been brilliant to watch. My next point is, I was listening to the boy Joe from Johnston, and he spoke a lot of sense. But uh, my thing I was going to put to his panel is, he's keeping on about Celtic in Europe, and I know we've got a bad record in Europe, we've not got a great record. So I've got to remember, and we've got to keep it simple, we're only a small country, and we've not got the kind of money, the Red Bulls and the Salzburgs and that I've got in these kind of competitions. So I think tomorrow, uh, 
Thursday night, sorry, if we get anything there, I'd be happy with that. When, when does that when does that stop becoming a factor though, Stephen? Because see if that's the case, you know, you, you could that sounds to me like you're saying you've got to write off Europe. And because the point of course stands when listen, when it's Barcelona and PSG, of course, of course that point stands in Bayern Munich. But even if Salzburg and Leipzig do spend a bit more than Celtic, I mean teams are allowed to punch above their weight. You look even in the Champions League group stages, PSV, they don't spend more money than Celtic. EAK Athens put Celtic out of the Champions League. They don't spend more money than Celtic. So whilst what you're saying might be true, surely you're at, you've got to aim a bit higher than that. Yeah, but what I was saying about the Athens game, Celtic had that in their control to get through that and we could have been in the Champions League. We never strengthened at the right time. And I think with Celtic then, there was something in the Celtic camp just wasn't right. And after the, the thing they game, the Kilmarnock game, I thought that uh, the body language of uh, Brendan Rodgers just wasn't right. But since then, and I think it's be, between him and the board, since then, it looks as if he's back to the old Brendan. And I think he knows now if Europe doesn't harm this season, then we'll just need to build and try to get a bigger and better for next season to try to get another tilt at the Champions League qualifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got to try and aim for that. If, if you win the league, then you try and be as best prepared as you can for the Champions League. And there'll certainly be lessons learned from the the campaign there in the summer in terms of how you go about your business in the transfer market, um, etc. And try to get players in um, as early as, as possible. Celtic are certainly doing well Stephen but like I said you know particularly at home when you've got the best part of 50,000 Celtic fans here on Thursday night it shouldn't be beyond Celtic to go um, and win the game because you made a point right at the top of your call was when Kilmarnock beat Celtic now what's Kilmarnock's budget compared to Celtic so sometimes if it, I mean would you honestly label it as a shock if Celtic beat Leipzig at Celtic Park uh, Thursday only, night that argument only comes in when it suits Celtic supporters the argument of well the club we're playing against in Europe spends m- millions more than us, but it never seems to come into the domestic when Mark touched on Kamarnock beat Celtic. Or when Celtic battered Hearts at the weekend, you we didn't hear many folk mentioning Say, Saying, yeah, we should beat them yeah. 5-0 because our wage bill and the amount of money yeah. was spent. But to, to get back to the point, I don't think it, I wouldn't label it a shock if Celtic beat Leipzig on oh, Thursday. I, I, I think it should be, and I get the Leipzig are a right good team. They're spent well and they're doing ever so well in the Bundesliga, and they're a, they're a fantastic club. You've been behind the scenes as well, Ralph Ranić and how the club run is, is first class, backed up by the the, the Red Bull money. But um, you know, I, I would think that Celtic. Yeah, why shouldn't they go and beat Leipzig at Celtic Park on Thursday night? Why not? Well, I, I think if Celtic play anything near the way they did uh, last season against Bayern Munich, we gave them a good game. One each We played really well And I thought at the time If we can hold this tight We can get something going and win We lost a silly goal But that night I walked out Of the game And I thought That was good to watch That was Celtic of old They were standing up Against the big guns And if we could just do that I think we, we can But at this moment in time If we get a draw I think that was a good point If we get three points I think absolutely brilliant But at this moment in time I think they're looking a lot better That's what I'm trying to say From yeah. five, six weeks ago Oh absolutely 100% Things are looking much better For Celtic As you say that The football are playing Fantastic, the former Callum McGregor, the former James Forrest, you look at Edward as well, and, and that's one thing that will just be a slight concern for Brendan Rodgers uh, too, with the situation with Lee Griffiths, Stephen Celtic only one striker, and as we said, you know, after this um, international split next week, Celtic face two games in Europe and six or seven league games, some really tough ones. They need to try their very best to make sure nothing happens to Edward. I mean, I would imagine the hope is that, that Lee Griffiths returns at, at some point, but th- it doesn't seem to be any time soon, though, yeah, Gordon, does there it? There doesn't seem to be um, any comeback on the horizon there. Just quick, quickly on that, because I don't think we've 
Properly reacted to Daniel Arzani Because we we Heard that it might be that And, and as you heard him Beat the pundit He's, mm-hmm. he's confirmed it himself Yeah um, What a What a blow that is Primarily to the player himself But you know He come up here on a A two year loan And have seen him for 20 minutes or so yeah, was it she of his debut. Yeah. yeah Yeah It's really first and foremost Real unfortunate for the kid but, but you know A good young player A bright prospect By all accounts Gets his big move to the UK takes time to find his feet. The uh, works with the Celtic coaching staff, then is given his, his opportunity last week. And as you say, Gordon, twenty minutes into it, uh, what is that? The rest of the season, he's written off now, yep. which is very, very first and foremost. Excuse me, very, very unfortunate for the boy. Uh, Stephen, final word to you. Uh, no, I agree with what you said there uh, about the boy Azani. I, I was quite impressed with what I seen him at Den's Park. It was just one of these things that happened in football. But I wish him a speedy recovery, and uh, hopefully next season we'll see a wee bit more of him. Indeed well said Stephen In Paisley Still time for you to get in touch 0141 951 1025 uh, Just on the, the Scotland front Paddy's on Twitter He says uh, Why is there no Richie Or Morrison anymore Are they surplus to requirements We're short of attacking players And both of these guys Know where the goal is Again Mark these The two names he's mentioned Strike me as being Right at the heart Of, of the argument We've been having Because when mm-hmm. Gordon Strachan left we, we kept hearing from everyone And I'm not saying it was right But we kept hearing That it was time for change And the guys mm. who had Yeah what, what, the why is Barry Bannon Playing ahead of John McGinn That was always a big argument Wasn't it And, and it was time, yeah. to, it was time to, to get rid of them And move on But now after a couple of bad results And I'm, I'm not for a second Saying Paddy's wrong But already we're sort of looking mm, You know Maybe Richie and Morrison Are actually better than we thought Well what, uh, You can correct me If I'm wrong But there, there are situations That aren't always Necessarily made public For example The most recent one The James MacArthur Situation where he stepped aside a couple of games ago and then made it abundantly clear that he was, you know, retiring for good. Sometimes there are situations that that are kept private where players say, "I don't want to be made available. I don't want to be for for selection," or it could be a way that the manager says, "Do you know what? Play A and play B. You can be in the squad, but I'm going to be up front with you. You ain't playing, and I don't want it for you to travel. But if you want to still come and be a part of it, fine. But I'm letting you know you're not going to be part of it." So sometimes a manager assesses a player's personality apart from his ability and he says, I know this player isn't going to start. He could be huffy. He could then you know, start to spread um, you know, and, and unsettle some of the other players. So unless I'm going to actually start him and he's in a good mood, I, ain't, I don't want him coming to Albania for two or three days. I, want, I don't want him about a squad for, for 10 days. So sometimes it's not all about the ability it can be a bit of personality and also there could be an agreement in private that we don't know about. And Paddy makes a point in terms of, of their sort of Pedigree and, and what they're doing I mean Matt Ritchie's got 10 appearances In the English mm. Premier League this Which makes season. you think why is he, Absolutely why um, is he not involved James Morrison I think it's 9 appearances Last I checked for West Brom Albeit they're in the Championship This season um, Yeah It's but, a difficult one Yeah there's uh, But we don't count It's Alec McLeish It counts it's Yeah no but job. you count tonight so. Yeah but I, I like um, I've had a successful night I like uh, Matt Ritchie I, I really do I think he's got great quality, great delivery, uh, very clever player. I am surprised that he's not in there. Um, James Morrison's another one that can add a bit as well. But Alex decided to go with guys like Ryan Christie. The one that surprises me is Gary Mackay Stephen. Um, I don't don't know if he is really the fit for Scotland. Well, I know the last break was poor, but I suppose maybe he was just impressed with. 
the, the slight cameo role we saw I mean he set up the goal didn't he For Stephen Naismith The nice mm-hmm. back heel I'm not saying a, a nice a back heel's enough to, to keep yeah. me in there But I don't I don't think in these two games for Alec That you need a, ga- a Gary Mackay Stephen uh, Gordon mm. He's got tricks He's good on the ball He's a luxury player at times um, I think you need guys that as, as Alex picked He's picked Stephen Fletcher for experience Matt Ritchie should have been in there I, I agree with that James Morrison No Snodgrass of course Yeah, in this yeah there's, there's and, and people touch on the defence With Liam Cooper playing very well Captain of Leeds Sitting top of the championship But It's Alec it counts And he's got to make sure He gets it right for the next two games Okay thank you to Gordon DL and Mark Guidi For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Busy show as always Apologies if you couldn't get through But thanks for all the calls and tweets And thank you as always for listening We'll get the chance to do it all over again tomorrow We're here from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock I'll be back in the company of Jim Duffy And Roger Hanna In the meantime stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.